Sports with a Z and a T. I am Bryce Zielinski alongside Terry Lattimore. We are presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by Josso Supply and Troy, Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs, and Mohawk Honda. Taylor, we had a huge week of football, opening week of the NFL, and week two of college football, and we had some chaos in college football finally. We're about to get to that. And NFL, I mean, we're, we're going to have to try to figure out what was real, what was not, who's the contenders, who's the pretenders, that whole nine yards. But there was a lot of uh, a lot of interesting things that developed in week one. We will get to all of it. Mostly good on my end. Taylor is about to jump out the window because his Colts time. There's, there's, there's some bright <laughs> spots. There's some silver linings, uh-huh. but a lot uh-huh. of cloudy skies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we didn't lose. Um, <laughs> it didn't lose yes that you're that's your mantra what what is it now since like is it like eight straight seasons you haven't won on week one something it's something like it's something ridiculous um yeah. and now you play jacksonville down in jacksonville so congratulations so you're about to be oh streak you, you you'll be oh one no, you'll be oh no, one and one no see see we broke the one streak we didn't win but we didn't lose on week <laughs> you know, one and, you know um, what sucks for now 17 more weeks you're gonna have to state your record with three syllables like yeah we're whatever whatever you know, and one you know what you know what though it would almost be I, more impressive if you tied twice I came to kind of appreciate the the tie because last year um, it was like the Steelers and someone else tied and there was some mumbo jumbo bullshit going on that at the oh, end yeah. of the season, there was ways that the Steelers could make it. If the Eagles, uh, when the Eagles tied the Bengals back in, gosh, 2007, eight ish around, around then um, they had tied the Bengals and they were fighting for a playoff spot. Um, they ended up being the wild card team, but they got in because of the tie. They went to the yeah. NFC Championship game. It was the year yeah. they lost to the Cardinals, and the Cardinals lost to the Steelers in the Super Bowl. That hey, that was the ties, year. Ties, not a loss. I'll take it, I guess, <clears throat> because I have to, and I have no choice. You would take it because in the big picture, it's not a big deal, it, yes. but it hurts because you tied the Texans. Yes. And yeah. you looked horrible doing we'll it. We'll talk about it. Let's talk about it later. Let's, well, we'll get into it, but we got other things to do. We got other things to go. Uh, college football week two recap, Taylor, and mm. really crazy week right off the rip Near with miss. that noon game. Two. Oh, my goodness. Alabama. <laughs> Alabama and Texas, and I texted you this. I was like, look, I'm all for Alabama losing, just not this week, not to Texas. That, that that's Then we got to hear their back for like – Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, we're going to have to hear know. that Texas is back for a whole <laughs> for a whole week and then they'll lose to Kansas and then everybody will <laughs> shut up again. Um, this was like te- Texas's national championship game because, you know, this probably yeah, took every last, every last breath um, from them. Uh, look, Texas did Texas things. They had this game and they simply gave – Bryce Young and the Heisman favorite simply too much time. A minute 20 is plenty of time for Alabama to get down there and kick a field goal. And that's exactly what they did. Alabama squeaks by uh, as the number one team in the nation. They are, you know, now no longer the number one team in the nation, but um, you know, they, they squeak by, it's not going to be a knock on Alabama that they had a close game at Texas. Um, But 
I, I surprised a lot of people. Texas went into that game 20 and a half point underdogs. Hey, I mean, you say that it won't affect them, but you know, what if it comes down to, you know, two teams that are undefeated, some Ohio state maybe looks amazing. I mean, they look okay, but, um, and Alabama and they both haven't lost maybe for seating. They still make it, but for seating wise, be like, Oh, well, remember when Alabama struggled against Texas, but no, it probably won't affect them. Cause a win's a win, a win. It, it doesn't matter in the big scheme of things. Um, it would have been a much more significant if it had been a loss and man, it was close. It was, it was so close to a loss. Yeah. Like, it- it's Penn one State, point, literally. Yeah, Penn State was on at the same time, and I'm a big believer in no matter what the score is, I'm watching all 60 minutes of Penn State. That's just what I do. I'm watching it from start to finish, and Penn State was obliterating Ohio. Um, it, it got to the point where not only did they take Sean Clifford out, they also took Drew Aller out too. So we had the third string quarterback in. Penn State was obliterating them, and I'm switching back and forth, and I'm like, all right, we got – I even switched Penn State off to watch the end of that that last, like, two minutes of that game because it was like, oh, my God, Bama's about to lose to Texas. Um, they didn't. Yep. Bama survived, and, uh, you know, they lived to fight another day. And even if they lost to Texas, I think they would have been fine. But um, that's, that's I mean... crushing for Texas <laughs> because Texas upsetting Alabama would have catapulted Texas probably into the top ten from yeah. being unranked to the top ten. Um, mm-hmm. where now they're one and one and you know, that, that probably, probably ends their season because I don't see them winning out. Um, they're just not that good of a football team, but they had the home field advantage. They had the adrenaline of, you know, facing the number one team in the nation. Um, give them credit for sticking into it, but you know, you know, Texas does Texas things and chokes per usual. Uh, Georgia handled themselves against Samford, Ohio state. Uh, handled themselves against Arkansas State, Michigan, as well as Hawaii. Clemson crushed Furman, which mm-hmm. leaves me to the next <laughs> biggin of the college football weekend in week two. Appalachian State, they do it every year. They ruin somebody every single year, and 2022's victim would be Texas A&M at home mm-hmm. being upset by Appalachian State, uh, 17-14. to 14. Look, Texas A&M just simply did not have enough. Um, they struggled in this game and Appalachian state took them out, um, and pretty much eliminated, eliminated Texas A&M from serious championship contention, uh, or really any serious look, it's not an sec game. So you could still make the sec championship game. One loss won't kill you, but this takes Texas A&M from six down to 24, uh, this is definitely a big blow for Texas A&M and to be honest with you, the SEC, because we talked about before in the beginning of the season, like Big Ten's the deepest conference and the SEC is more top heavy. And we were looking at Texas A&M as one of those teams that may be part of that top tier echelon of the SEC. <clears throat> they uh, they get upset <laughs> by Appalachian State. Maybe the SEC isn't as good as some people like to think it is. Yeah, I think you're dead on with the way that we categorize them as the SEC being very top heavy um, because the Big Ten, they don't usually lose unless they're playing each other um, because they're all decently good. Um, and yeah, this puts a damper on everything Texas A&M wanted because, you know, six to all the way to 24. Uh, that's just sad. I mean, you lose and 
college football is such a fickle environment in like with with only being four teams that make it right now i mean that is changing but for right now the four teams um if you lose one game it can destroy your entire season because half the times you know the top teams are going to go undefeated or be a one loss um two is you know you're completely done most of the time mm-hmm. if alabama lost to to texas i mean it would it stop them from getting in probably not but it would probably stop them from being the number one overall team they'd probably have to settle for a three or a four not that that matters to alabama they just want to get in but um yeah one loss can make all the difference and sorry texas a&m try next yeah, year yeah yeah <laughs> you haven't uh, even played I, alabama I, yet like, a loss to appalachian state look and and i've you know looked at this closely we as we all do with you know what the committee really looks at when they're looking at the best teams and if texas a&m happens to be on the borderline like four five six seven one of those teams fighting for that last four spot they're going to go back to this and not that appalachian state's a bad loss but compared to probably the other teams in that area it will probably be the worst loss and that's going to hinder Texas A&M from make, you know, if they find themselves still in that position, which I doubt, but if but, but um, that's you're going to look at that if loss if you're playing in the SEC, then you're going to pencil in a loss to, you know, either Alabama or Georgia in the conference. I mean, probably, you know, like if oh, they're losing, be, yeah, they're going to get, but that's, they're, they're going to get I mean. wiped is, is, is if that's your one loss, is it like Alabama or like last year, Alabama and Georgia, they played each other. And then it, it they played each other in the the conference uh, championship. So it was like, okay, um, you know, that's going to be the one loss for either one of those teams. They're still probably going to make it in because you know you lose to a good team, that's fine. But you lose to an Appalachian State, it's just it's just not the best look. And right. that, that's that's right. why you shoot yourselves in the foot, and now you're probably not in the dance at all. Seven Oklahoma handled Kent State, which leads me to <laughs> number eight Notre Dame. Who is formerly formerly ranked um, the O and two Fighting Irish? Look, we all thought, wow, they played Ohio State pretty tough. That that was a, that was an impressive, you know, showing on the road for Notre Dame. Well, they responded by coming home and losing to Marshall. Um, they are O and two. They are not ranked. Notre, you know, the sky is falling. They lost their friend, their starting quarterback now uh, for the year. Um, he he has a shoulder injury that will keep him out basically for the rest of the season. Notre Dame's done. Uh, You know, they're not in a conference. They're not in a conference championship game. They have two losses and one of them is a bad loss to Marshall. We can write off Notre Dame. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, Notre Dame's done. Bye-bye. Good riddance. We don't have to talk about you the rest of the year. Thank you. Which makes usually for a lot better of a conversation because being out of conference, they normally, if they're good, they throw a whole wrench into the the entire system every single year. So, yeah, don't have to worry about it. Bye-bye. BYU and Baylor – Look, BYU upset Baylor at home. It was a very good game. Baylor falls victim there, so another top 10 team loses there. USC handled Stanford. Oklahoma State handled Arizona State. Uh, Kentucky and SEC, a very impressive matchup there down in the swamp. Kentucky on the road. That's a big win for them. On the road against 12, Florida. Uh, Utah 
bounces back and wins their first game 73 to 7 against Southern Utah. <laughs> Michigan State beat Akron. Miami beat Southern Miss. Arkansas beat South Carolina. Tennessee and Pitt was a good uh, top 25 matchup between an SEC and ACC battle. And Tennessee uh, handled their business there and Pitt fell. NC State beat Charleston Southern. Big 10 took a loss with Wisconsin. And this is kind of where I go, Taylor. Like I was telling you, the Big 10 West is just not that good this year. Everybody's in the Big 10 East. Wisconsin at home. Losing to Washington State. Now it is a Pac-12 team. However, that's going to be deemed as a bad loss. That 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 is not going to help Wisconsin's cause at the end of the year. Could they still make the Big Ten championship game? Sure, absolutely. Ole Miss uh, handled their business. Wake Forest handled their business, and Houston loses to Texas Tech, which brings us to Taylor, the next top twenty-five. Uh, Georgia is the new number one. Bama two. Ohio State 3, Michigan 4, Clemson 5, Oklahoma 6, USC moves up to 7, Oklahoma State into the top 10 at 8, Kentucky into the top 10 at 9, Arkansas there as 10, some notables, Michigan State is at 11, um, Florida fell down to 18, Texas is 21, so so they they were not ranked last week, Taylor. Think about this. Texas was not ranked last week loses to Alabama and is still ranked ahead of Penn State who's 2 and 0 drives me nuts. Penn State is 22 <laughs> and we will get to that big matchup here this week. Pitt is 23, Texas A&M 24, Oregon at 25. Um nothing really tailored to digest there. Um no. You know, the it looks pretty teams, straight. Forward. Yeah, yeah, straightforward, and you, you still got some shuffling when these. I mean, yeah, for like Mi- Michigan and and Ohio State, like that's gonna that's gonna shift around because at Penn and Penn State with their matchup this week, if they True. win, they should move up pretty uh, a lot more. Michigan State there at eleven, the Big Ten putting out a big show, and once again, I'm just saying. Uh, but let's get to some of these games this week before we head into the NFL side of things here. Um, you look at ranked, uh, not a lot of big games this week, but some to note, Georgia does have their first SEC game against South Carolina on the road. Um, <clears throat> BYU and Oregon at 3.30, that is a big game. BYU on the road there. They are the 12th team in the nation. But other than that, you look at the ranked games and there's really – not much to write home about until you get to Penn State at Auburn. Uh, Penn State is three-point favorites on the road. That is going to be the uh, – it, it's already giving me a headache, Taylor. The <laughs> orange out in Auburn. They're expecting over-capacity crowd there um, for the 330 game at CBS down there in Auburn. Penn State, this is their first game at an SEC stadium since Joe Pa and the Nittany Lions went to Bama in 2010. Uh, that did not go very well. Um, <laughs> but we won't talk about that. It's, it's fine. Um, but but this well, is a big game. The big test for Penn State. Last year they beat, they beat Auburn at home. Now they go on the road. If they can get this game 
and you start off the season against Purdue and Auburn, two road games, two big road games as victories, that could catapult Penn State into a nice, uh, nice season here. I mean, yeah, you certainly can't lose. I mean, you can't. You you want to prove that you you're legit? Then Penn State needs to go in there and win that game uh, against an SEC opponent and and really put a stamp on that season. And I I do think it would obviously it would catapult um them probably into the top ten easily. Mm-hmm. Um, how far into it we don't know, but it would set them up nicely to you know capitalize if they can get a win at Michigan or, or where, I, I don't know. You're just well, and, and here, um, and here's where I'm at. Like Penn State's schedule after this is Northwestern, LOL, mm-hmm. um, Illinois. Really no, Penn, Penn State's schedule is easy. Uh, it's, oh, sorry, Central Michigan, Northwestern, and then at Michigan. So those yeah. are your next three games. So if you can win at Auburn, catapult yourself up higher, and then handle your business against Central Michigan and Northwestern. You're going into the big house with probably an undefeated Michigan as well. That's going to be a game. Yeah, I mean, and that's Michigan number four ranked as of right now. Um, and if they hold that position and you go into it as like a six or five ranked Penn State and then beat them. Yeah, because Michigan, yes, plays, right Michigan plays nobody. UConn, Maryland, Iowa, and Indiana. Yeah. Before us. Um, uh, good luck. Thank you. I think they'll be fine, and maybe I like I I they can easily get this game and and the next couple. But if that Michigan game is two undefeated teams at Michigan at the big house, oh boy, that is gonna be tough. Well, well, and Penn State, so they have Michigan, then they come home for their whiteout game against Minnesota, and then they're the big noon kickoff, which could be another whiteout against uh Ohio State. So that's their three tough ones after this stretch. So, but you got to beat Auburn first, beat Auburn first, and then go from there. Um, Let's go to the NFL because that's going to take up most of our time. That's safe to say, right? Do it. Um, We had some chaos, man, in week one. It was Um, rough. And it it was rough. And our, um, our our picks are rough. Yeah, I know. Re- really rough. Um, I was seven and nine, and you were nine and seven. Um, that we usually don't do that bad. Yeah. Um, a lot of chaos. A lot of chaos. Um, you called the Bills game though on Thursday night. Um, the Rams. I think there's concern for the Rams. Uh, they don't have a run game. Cam Akers looks <laughs> horrible. Daryl Henderson is not much better, but the the starter. Uh, the Rams' defense looked lost. Um, couldn't tackle for a lick of anything. Stafford did not look good. Keep in mind, he is kind of hampered by an elbow injury. Cooper Cup did Cooper Cup things. Their offensive line looked terrible. Their offensive line looked really bad. bad. They didn't get Allen Robinson involved. It, it was, was like just the Bills bad, didn't... bad. Like, the Bills looked good, but... They weren't really – they didn't need to do much either. Well, the Bills didn't blitz. I think that was the thing that threw out to me the most uh, the next day. It was like the Bills didn't blitz at all. They were just pressuring with four guys, and they were able to get like seven mm-hmm. sacks. And I don't know if that's mainly on the Bills. You know, addition of Von Miller, it's going to be a really good offensive or defensive line, or that the Rams are just really, really missing like Whitworth and just like they might be – 
a issue going forward. I mean, Cooper yeah. Cup, Cooper Cup. I I thought Stafford looked a little rushed and and kind of scared back there. And I, I I don't know if that was because of the elbow, if that was affecting him, or if it was just the fact that he was getting pressured like every freaking down. Mm-hmm. Um, but they looked bad. Uh, they looked bad. They 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 looked bad. And and the Bills, obviously, people that believe in the Bills ran away with it like see i knew the bills were that good and uh see I, you know they just crushed the super bowl defending champ defended super bowl champions I, I don't i don't know i mean josh allen did look good um he, he, was, good. Efi- <laughs> he, he was efficient but but um i'd want to see it more consistently we'll get to that here on the flip side of recapping week one uh let me go to the sunday games eagles Beat the Lions 38 to 35. <clears throat> um, Eagles look good, man. Um, yeah. And let me tell you something before I go into the Eagles. The Lions are one of those teams. They're, they may not win a lot of games, but they sure as hell are going to make you play a full 60. Um, yeah. That is a scrappy team with some good weapons on offense. Um mm-hmm. But the Eagles were a little too much for them. That offense had over 500 total yards. Four different players for the Eagles ran in for a tutty. Um, Jalen Hurts looked efficient as a passer. And per pro football focus, he was the most efficient passer in week one, which kind of surprised me. Um, A.J. Brown is a menace. A.J. Brown is a menace. An absolute menace, 11 receptions for 155 yards. And, uh, you know, the defense could improve a little bit, but I think that also has to do, like, a lot of these teams that didn't play a lot of their starters in the preseason, I noticed struggled defensively. So Mm -hmm. give them maybe another week. We'll see. They have a big test coming up. We'll get to that game as well. But the Eagles look good as well. Uh, yeah, I watched all of the uh, Eagles game because oh, I had it up. Did you? I, yeah, I had it up because we had a friend over and he's an Eagles fan. So I watched the Colts game and I watched the Eagles game. They were both up. Um, so And I actually made money on the Eagles game. So there you go. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I made money on both games, actually. But um, yeah, no, they looked really good. Um, defense looks scary at times. Uh, that secondary is legit. Um, mm-hmm. and the pass rush that gets there is also legit. Like every part of the Eagles looks legit. Um, the only, obviously like Miles Sanders, I don't love, but it's fine because you can run with him and Gainwell and, you know, Jalen Hurts can rush 17 times for 90 yards. Don't forget like, about Boston Scott too. Yeah. So like, you don't necessarily need to have a, like one, uh, you know, star back, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I I thought the Eagles were good. I think they you can't underestimate the uh, lines though, and I do think no. that um you know you can't ever let your foot off the gas against them because they'll always bring it back. You know, all, like you said, offensively, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, you know, DeAndre Swift, both ridiculously good. Uh, Hawkinson at tight end involved. Hawkinson, um, their defense, their offensive line is really good. Um, their defense is. Not great, especially they. No, they that defense is bad. At that's, all. That's, that's, their, <laughs> that's that's most certainly their weakness. Yeah, and so like <clears throat> you know, 
it was a good showing from Detroit. And I, I thought that game was kind of over. And I started just like paying attention to the Colts game. And then I kind of, Oh, trust me, I, me too. And then I, I kind of looked was up and I was too. like, I was like, Oh shit, this is actually a game. <laughs> so yeah, no, you fun, can't you, but... let, and that's why I said Detroit's going to make you play a full 60 minutes. Um, Saints Falcons Saints squeaked by Atlanta. Um, Atlanta's, Atlanta should have won that game. It's kind of hilarious that they blew yet another game. But the Saints and Jameis Winston, uh, nice little comeback there. Uh, I, I think we, we saw some nice things from the Saints. That was another weird game where it was like you thought Atlanta had it in the bag. And then you look up and you're like, damn, wow, Saints pulled that off. Like how? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is. I'd like to see a little more out of. Well, uh, Kamara got hurt apparently mid-game with some type of rib issue. Yeah, and it sounds like he's fine now. Yeah, no, he'll be fine. Michael Thomas looked good. Um, Yeah, he did. He he might still be fantasy relevant. I might have been wrong for not picking him in any uh, league because I was trying to just stay away from him because I was afraid of, you know, past injuries and whether or not he perform with I, I stayed away from him to a point. I did actually end up getting him in one of my leagues and uh, I didn't start him. He is not one of my starters, but I'm thinking about it this week. He was good. Yeah, no, he's very good. And, and uh, it's kind of sad. I don't have any shares of him, but you know, whatever. I'll live with it. You'll live. Um, Bears Niners. And this just, this game, I don't know what to make of this game. Honestly. Um, first of all, they played in Lake Michigan. Um, <laughs> they were squeegeeing the field. That they were squeegeeing the field. The sidelines were crooked. Does it make any sense? Um, <laughs> sidelines were crooked. Um, the lot. Can just we just throw this game out? Like, what does it mean? What, does any of it mean anything? Is no, Trey Lance bad? Like... No, I, I don't think you can gauge anything from this game outside of the Bears could swim better than the Niners. Well, that's why. Um, like, I have Darnell Mooney in uh, a couple leagues, and and one league that I'm like. I think I'm going to leave him in and give him just one no, more you can't, week. You can't take anything. Like, I have Trey yeah. Lance. As a, um, I have Trey Lance in a bunch of leagues, too. I'm in, not in, really in, him, in one of my leagues, it's a super flex league. So I have to use two quarterbacks. Duh. Yeah. Um, my quarterbacks are um, Lamar and Trey Lance. I In a two-quarterback and, league, I also uh, have Lamar. Look at Lance. that. Brilliant minds <laughs> take alike. Um, yes. But I'm just like, I'm not panicking. Not going to panic no. that game. Just got to no. throw out the window yeah. and we're going to move on. And that's you what know? I'm thinking with like Darnell Mooney. Cause he's still like the number one wide receiver on paper in Chicago. Whatever. I, I like Darnell Mooney a lot. I and think he's going to get a ton of targets. So it's going to yes. be like whatever. And he had like one point, but I'm like, don't panic. Don't panic. That game meant nothing. It was so weird. Cause they're playing in a monsoon. Right. right. Um, one of the biggest surprises is this Pittsburgh Cincinnati game. Hmm. Um, Burrow with four interceptions, three of them in the first half. Um, Bengals look terrible, and they they just decide to lay an egg at home against you know Mitch Trubisky and the Steelers, and then that overtime was as wacky as I mean that that was just bad. That that ending was batshit. I don't know how the ba- how, first of all, how do you tie a game and then miss the extra point? Um, like what are you doing? And then we had so many. You know, Evan McPherson was so damn good. Right. And now he just forgot how to kick footballs. Makes no sense. Um, the Steelers won this game in overtime. Yeah. And um, I don't know 
again, like I, I'm not put, I'm not going out here being like, oh, Burrow sucks. The Bengals are off. No, no, the no. Steelers are amazing. I think the Steelers defense is very, very good. I think their offense is questionable at best. And I think the Bengals Deontay Johnson a, made some impressive catches though. Uh, yeah. He's a, he's a good wide receiver. It's just, I, I just, I don't know if I, we can trust Mitch Trubisky, whatever they're going to try out at quarterback long-term. Um, but, but their defense is good. They just lost TJ Watt though for, you know, how, however long, apparently about six to eight it, weeks torn pack, not yeah, torn, but not, not, not surgically repaired. I think right. that, that's what they said, but it's yep. going to be rehab and whatever else. Um, so I, I just think that Steelers off a defense is incredibly good and, um, Burrow had a bad day, but I don't think that the Bengals are going to be trash by any means, but, um, it was certainly unexpected. Plus, honestly, they could have won the game as well. Like it came down to the end and they were in overtime and just bad kicking, which played a lot of teams. Yep. Played uh, a yeah, lot of teams. <laughs> yep. You sound hurt. We'll get to that here in a little bit. Um, a lot of teams. <laughs> uh, some, kickers, some kickers got cut soon <laughs> <Because>. after. <laughs> um. Dolphins, Patriots, um, boy, do the Patriots look bad. Yeah. Boy, do the Patriots look bad. Um, we expect look, any different, though. No, like, look, the Dolphins did what they had to do uh, defensively, not much, because the Patriots' offense, to me, looked lost. Mac Jones complaining of a back um, back problems. Turns out he's going to be okay. They labeled us back spasms, whatever. Uh-oh. Okay, if, that, if, if that's what it was, it wasn't Matt Patricia, Joe oh, Judge leading the offense, leading the offense. No, not not any of that. Um, Patriots looked horrible. They looked yeah. like they could be the worst team in the AFC East, and that says a lot considering about a game that we're going to talk to after, about after this. But the Patriots looked just downright abysmal abysmal and uh you know the dolphins looked not bad Tua didn't look great by any stretch but they had they did what they had to do to win the game yeah and Tua's got great weapons waddle uh scored a touchdown he had Ooh. one of the best celebrations i don't know if you one know. of the best celebrations He's ever waddle <laughs> i love the waddle. i love the it's waddle. amazing i want to see it happen every game like uh um so you have him and then tyree kill is gonna tyree kill um and and you know, I think Tua has weapons that are going to make him look better than maybe he actually is. Um, and Patriots, yeah, they're bad. Uh, they don't have any weapons on the other side. They have the no defense... offense. Of, that, that's the thing. Like, yes, you talk about Mac Jones and maybe he didn't play that well. Okay, but look what you put around him. Nothing. You know what I mean? Nelson Aguilar is probably their most talented wide receiver. <laughs> and the... yeah. Kendrick Bourne? No. Devontae Hunter Parker? Henry? Nah. Devante Devante Parker was a nice conversation point for a while. Yeah, and he's a veteran in this league. But I mean, never liked him. mm -mm. Just I've never liked him as a wide receiver. Um, and yeah, no, the pages the pages are bad. You're not working with Tom Brady who can make Jacoby Myers look like you know a world beater out there. Right. You just you're not. So why are you trying still trying this way? If you're gonna have Mac Jones, who is a an average quarterback at best you need to surround him with you know the antonio browns of the world or, or whoever i just throwing that out. i don't know why antonio brown was the first name that came to my mind uh that man should not play any more football i don't think but um 
yeah, no, uh, the Patriots, Patriots, not good. Miami decent enough. I think that they will do exactly as I expected and come second in the, uh, hey, the AFC East. Patriots, not good analysis. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> not no. good. Um, they, they, they have so many issues. It's, 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 no, it's bad. It's, it, it's yeah. really, really bad. Um, you want to talk about really bad though, Taylor? Um, that would be the next team we're going to talk about, and that would be the the goddamn Jets. Um, they play. <laughs> they they played a game. They did. They 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 did played. They? I don't know. Maybe not. We're not sure. Um, right. Joe Flacco did. They had him throw the football fifty nine times. That that is a fact. Um, I didn't actually Joe know Flacco that because I hadn't dived Joe into Flacco, it. And I Joe don't watch Flacco did, games. Joe Flacco did throw a football 59 That's times. Absurd, I can I can I can confirm. Um my That's buddy absurd. was at the game. My buddy was at the game. He sat in the rain to watch the Ravens just absolutely make mincemeat of the Jets. He wanted to kill himself. Um yeah, the Jets look horrible and Robert Sala I I mean, look, he was a very good defensive coordinator, but sometimes coaches are simply that very good coordinators and not meant to be head coaches. I think the Jets are running into that problem with Robert Sala. You should not, I don't care who you are, allow an offensive coordinator to call 59 passing plays for Joe Flacco. I don't care who you are, especially when you have Reese Hall and Michael Carter. Yeah, you probably shouldn't call 59 pass attempts for anyone. No, um, no. I, I talk about on, when I, when I, you know, with the, my Philly sports podcast, I, I'm just so busy. I'm lucky I could do this one. I haven't been doing that one, but when we talk Eagles games all the time, whether it was Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz, we talked almost every week. If the game plan got too pass heavy, it's like, you cannot ask any quarterback. I don't care if you're Patrick Mahomes, any quarterback, if you're throwing more than 30 times a game, you're out of game script. You're out of game script. Yeah, because you want to, you have to have a good man. You need a balanced attack. You need to run the football. Yeah, and you got to keep the defense honest, or they're just. And don't tell me, and... oh well, we were too far behind. Final score was twenty-four to nine. You were in that game till really the late third, early fourth quarter. Yeah, and I mean, from all we've heard about halftime, it was ten to three. Give me how a good Brees Hall could be. Uh, you need to use him, and yeah. like, yeah, you just need to. And I just don't get it. No, the Jets, the Jets are bad. They're as bad as we thought they were, maybe worse. They are who we thought they were. We definitely yeah. didn't let them off the hook. No, yeah, no. So, and, and Baltimore gets an easy victory in the end, honestly. Uh, which we yeah, Baltimore was not asked to do much. Um, I don't no. have a survivor pool, but a couple of people asked me who I would pick, and it was definitely Baltimore against the Jets. That's no, an easy let's one. not talk about survivor. Oh, what did you pick? I thought it was the easiest game of the fucking week. Who'd you pick? The Giants against the Giants? Denver. Oh. (laughs) Nah. I think this was the Ravens. uh, I wanted to save the Ravens. I don't trust the Broncos as much as I trust the Ravens. I thought playing Seattle would have been. We're going to stay on track, Taylor. We're going to get there. Don't get me angry. I'm in a good mood today. Do not get me angry. See, now you got me all hot and bothered. You know what's going to get me in a good mood, but get you in a really bad mood? No, don't. You just. 
Just stop. No, 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 no. There's two. See, these next two games, this one's like the appetizer to the main course. Washington and Jacksonville. Oh, it's such a weird game. Such a weird game. And Carson Wentz tossed four tutties. Looked pretty good against Jacksonville. See, he can, he can beat Jacksonville, Taylor. He just has to be on a better team. Uh, no, he's not on a better team. <laughs> he, he may have a better system. Uh, I mean, he him, beat the Jaguars. He beat yeah, no, the I, Jaguars. I, he guess he did, but the... <clears throat> I, I don't even know what to say about it, honestly. Like, no, he looked fine, I guess. I mean, no, when, when you look Gibson at this game, looks, um, looks really good for fantasy, seven receptions or seven. Um, yeah, and Jahan Dotson is emerging as Jahan a Dotson. star um, quickly for them. Uh, the commanders are a nice football. I mean, I mean, look, they have some nice pieces. I'm not going to sit there and say they have, you know, I'm definitely not saying they're even this. I don't even know if they're, well, they might be the second best team in the NFC East now. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit too. Um, but I mean, Washington really right now, I mean, you have Carson Wentz who, as you and I know all too well, very up and down. You don't know what you're getting week in and week out with him, but when he's on Taylor, he could play at an MVP level. We have seen that from him. And then when he's bad, he's he's bad. Um, but you know, I think bottom line is it... the Jaguars are still the Jaguars, and they have a lot of growing to do. I do like the direction that the Jaguars are going, though. They do have a good head coach in Doug Peterson now. Lawrence seems to be at least a little more calm as the starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Give it time though because he's learning a new playbook um mm -hmm. and you know last year is pretty much a throw i count trevor lawrence as a rookie this year i do yeah i mean the, I, the situation he was in last year was just was terrible so you give him two years to figure it out and we'll see how he does next year i guess um in, in, in his pseudo sophomore year um as for carson wentz i i just think i think certain situations um it, like he is situation dependent like i think he's doing better in washington especially this first week because washington isn't a run first and then um you know hit him with play action hit the under stuff if you need to just to get the extra yards like you're working with third and five they're more of a explosive type down the field team that's why they only you know gibson their top running back got 14 carries that's it they threw it 41 times with wentz you know, that, that that's that's their bread and butter right now is is throwing the football, spreading the field, using the weapons in McLaurin, Samuel, Dodson now, and Gibson apparently, um, as downfield options. And I think that suits Carson Wentz better than what Frank Reich is trying to do um in Indianapolis. And that's why I just think maybe this season he'll probably work better. I mean, he you know you're right, he beat Jacksonville. Um <laughs> But also the the loss at Jacksonville was not all his fault, and I will bang the drum on that every day. Every part of that team lost. I blame the uh, Raiders' loss on Wentz. That that's just me. Last year, but let's move on to the next thing that I know you want to freaking bring up. <clears throat> I see Taylor. See Taylor. I don't want to hear shit out of you when I'm talking. I uh, <laughs> I, I can't promise that. Um, I do have to recalculate our scores, though, because we have a tie. 
Although I am going to just give us a chalk us up as a loss for each nine and seven and seven and nine, because we were both wrong. I'm not going to count ties in our picks. We were just yeah, wrong. Sure. Um, we were not right. We were both wrong. We were not right. Um, the Colts tied the Texans at 20. We opened the show talking about this. Um, <clears throat> I have a lot of thoughts, but I know Taylor, you have plenty. So, uh, the floor is yours. This is not a safe space, but we can make it one. No, it's not a safe space because <laughs> whatever. All right. So so this game was rough to watch. The Colts played incredibly sloppy. I enjoyed myself. Um, Ryan fumbled a handoff twice. Once got turned over. The other one they were able to fall on, which is fine. I mean, it's not fine. You need to fix that. But, like, that's fixable. That's easy stuff. Like, you know, that's a new team. But he's a veteran quarterback. That's not going to be an every down thing, that, that every game thing, I hope. Um, so I'm not so much worried about that. Some of the turnovers, yeah. Like, what were you looking at, Ryan? Um, what were you doing? The play calling, I'm getting real sick of it with Frank Reich. In the red zone, and not even in the red zone, Within five yards of the goal line, why on God's green earth are you, one, not letting Jonathan Taylor touch the ball at all, and two, running a wildcat play on fourth down? Stop being cute or trying to be cute, Frank, right? You know what they did as soon as you came out in the wildcat? They're like, oh, they're running it. They're not going to fucking throw it because the God, goddamn Neiman Hines is getting the ball. Like, sure, sometimes teams decide to throw it out of the Wildcat, but nine times out of ten, they're going to run it some freaking way that you can run as many fakes as you want. The team knows you're running the ball, and they just stuffed it. So I think that was stupid. And then, you know, later on in the fourth quarter, when we were driving to try to tie the game up, mm-hmm. guess who, you know, got through to the uh, end zone first, second try? Jonathan Taylor from like six yards out because, you know, he's one of the best, if not the best running back in the league. Why would you not give it to him? Other than that, I thought the team played pretty well. (laughs) Other than that, it's fine. (laughs) You know, we were down 20 to three, came all the way back and tied up the game. Had the ball on the 40 uh, for a 42 yard kick (laughs) to win the game so we essentially had it won if we didn't have uh rodrigo shankenship on our team who (laughs) proceeded to get cut on wednesday or no i think i think it was it i think it was was today today. it was today today. it was today yeah uh, we record today so you guys are probably listening to this on a thursday or beyond uh but yeah he was he was cut uh today wednesday um, because he missed a 42 yarder and it was, it could have been the ending to a perfect victory first week. Mute yourself. Um, I can't, breaking, I can't, I literally breaking, can't. You can't in the app or in, in, uh, fuck, whatchamacallit, stream yard. No, um, I have the, I have the settings. I, I can't, I'm, oh, okay. my hand hurts. Cool. Yeah, you know, of course can't. But down twenty to three, I was feeling pretty uh, downtrodden. They came all the way back. Good sign. Uh, missed the field goal that could have won it. Get a new kicker. We don't know who our kicker is. Hopefully he's back. Oh, you don't know yet? <laughs> no, no, they haven't. They haven't got one. Well, it's probably gonna be. They signed two guys of the practice squad, and they're gonna probably take one of them up 
Um, and he's a guy, he, he's been on the, the McLaughlin. He's been on the uh, team before. Oh, okay. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not great, but. Oh, there's a reason. Hey, all he needs to do is hit a fo- fucking 42 yard. See, this is why I'm just needs. so thankful that the Eagles like have had two kickers over the span of two decades. They have had David Akers and Jake Elliott. That and that, yeah. that's all they've needed. I am so well, I mean, we had Adam Vinatieri for a goddamn long while, but then he yes. finally retired, and so now we're like stuck panicking because we had a we've had him and we had like Vanderjad and we had like Hall of Fame kickers for the you know a decade or more. So it's like now we're kind of struggling. But the best part about the day for the Colts of all the things that was bad, the, the getting down, the comeback, not winning the game. They had the most offensive yards in the entire NFL. That's all really, I'll say. You really took advantage of it, didn't you? Yeah, it's 20 points. Didn't do well in the red zone. I'll tell you that much because Frank Reich's play calling was god-awful. But And and also, the wide receivers dropped two pat, two touchdown passes that could have been. Um, so I you feel blame that on wa- I feel wonderful about our bet, just so you know. I feel nah, wonderful about it. Well, he's going to get to 4,000 yards. He had over 350 uh, yesterday or the other day, and that was with I don't think running for 160. Look, I don't think Ryan is going to be throwing the football as much as he did that game. I mean, hey, maybe if you're behind more than you expect. Who knows? I, I think it's going to be a healthy mix of run and pass, but the thing is they did. Jonathan he's Taylor not throwing did. for 30 touchdowns. He's just not. I think he will. I think he'll be fine. Okay. Um, a lot of games. All he needs to do is average a little over two a game. They just uh, and he had three, two dropped touchdowns. They could have had three touchdowns. Your last two games, Taylor, is a loss to the Jaguars and a tie to the Texans. I'm aware, but one was a completely not a completely, but a completely different quarterback, which makes a whole lot of difference. When clearly Ryan it does not it doesn't it was not it, Matt Ryan's fault we lost that game. It progress, you're right. Fault. You're right. This is progress. You lost to the Jaguars, and you've would we be talking ta- about this if progress. the kicker had made the kick? Would we ha- be having this conversation at all? Uh, no, a little bit. No, because a win's a win's a win's a win's a win. Who cares if you were down by twenty to three? If you came back and won the game, who gives a fuck? No one. You threw for the most. Uh, you got the most yards in the entire NFL on offense. You can't you get know the better Eagles, than that. You know the Eagles play the Colts this year in Indy. We should go yeah. to that game. I chose not to go to that game <laughs> for the sole oh, reason that I... if I went and I and the Eagles won, I would have to listen to you and I'd be <laughs> sad at the game. So I picked the one where they play the Chiefs. Oh, so if they lose, I'll still be happy. I got to see Patrick Mahomes. He's fucking the man. Let's talk about that game. Um, not yet. We still have the Baker Mayfield revenge game to quickly recap. Um, oh, well, revenge game sorry. that wasn't. Um, the Browns, uh, for, first of all, um, terrible game to watch if, if you watched it. Um, but the Browns uh, squeaked by the Panthers. There's not really much to go on that. Panthers are a bad football team. Baker looked eh. And, uh, you know, Jacoby Brissett did what he had to do against a bad football team. Do I still believe in the Browns at all? No, I do not. But, um, you know, want to know, right? You know, go Browns, huh? Um, (laughs) This this next game really pissed me off. Giants and Titans. Titans are bad. Taylor, the fact that 
the fact that you are in first place you're damn in right. the AFC South, you're damn right. At zero zero and one, <laughs> is just you are um, damn right. Um, number one, baby. I'm, I'm just. <laughs> look, I'm happy that you're happy. Honestly, truly, I happy. am. I'm not um, happy. I'm content. <laughs> I'm fine. This, because our division tight- sucks, and we're gonna make the playoffs. Yeah. Because Look, you're in first place. Every other team lost. The Titans are horrible. How do you let the Giants come back in that game? And how do do you? Uh, Bolt, first of all, Bullock missing that kick is just embarrassing. But the Giants are not good. The Giants are not a good football team. They struggled against a bad Titans team, and then the Titans were like, "Yeah, we don't want to win this game." Here you go, Giants, and Listen. the Giants went and won. The Giants, Giants suck one... too. Giants are horrible. They're, the Giants that, have... that is a bad football team. The Giants have one weapon and one weapon only, Saquon. and it's Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. And that's why I picked him in my dynasty league. Um, at age twenty-five, he's still twenty-five. It kind of blows my mind. Still, I, it feels like he's been in the league for a while, but he's only twenty-five, and they are going to lean on him as long as he stays healthy. Man, knock on wood, he might end up as the number one running back in all of fantasy. Because they're just, he's the, all they've got. He had nearly 200 yards of offense. It's insane. Like, he's without good, him, they are nothing. Without him, the Giants don't have an offense. Hey, man, you're, you're preaching it. I mean, you know, I know Saquon as well as anyone that, yeah. that that's when he's on, man, he is a combination of Barry Sanders and Eric Dickerson. I mean, he, yeah. he could be that. He's that good you know yeah. what i mean i mean he's he a good is... receiver he's a good runner yes. He, yes he is the entire offense for them yes um i pray to god he does not go down but i love that i have him in my dynasty league for the next couple of years to come um, it, even as an eagles fan it was cool to see um how, how brian dayball uh reacted i i think that was cool i mean he he that was a really cool reaction that he had with his players after the game um but we will move on to packers vikings um they're they're pressing the panic button up in lambo taylor because that packers team looks abysmal and uh look the vikings won at home they did look solid justin jefferson is Mm. incredible um, but I think this is more about how bad the Packers may be than really how good the Vikings may be. Packers looked like an incompetent football team in week one. Yeah, well, I think this is one of the picks that I had over you. Yeah, it um, is. is. It is. Pick the Packers, and I, I believe in the Vikings. I think the Vikings – do I think they're going to win the Super Bowl? No, I, I think they're going to take be taken as far as Kirk Cousins can take them. Mm-hmm. which I don't think is is to the Super Bowl, or maybe it's to the Super Bowl but won't win. But either way, I think that they're a good football team. I think their defense is good enough. I think their offense is spectacular. I think, you know, Justin Jefferson is, in my opinion, he's inching closer to the best wide receiver in the entire league. And he showed out this week and and just proved that everyone that he's a force to be reckoned with. And you add Thielen into that and Dalvin Cook, yeah, this Vikings roster, especially on the offensive side, is pretty scary. Um, and I think that that's going to carry them through a lot of games, um, especially with teams that can't put up points as quickly as they can, like the Green Bay Packers, because the Green Bay Packers have a big problem that we all knew about, 
that Aaron Rodgers knew about when he signed his contract. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers tried to sound no the weapons. alarm. Uh, and, um, you know, it, it's just How it's are you replacing Devontae Adams with Christian Watson and Yeah, Romeo Christian Donald. Watson may as well just never show up again. <laughs> yeah, they're um, dropping that wide open touchdown. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to fix. Um, up there in Lambeau, there is not much to fix, however, out in Arrowhead. Uh, the Chiefs absolutely obliterated the Cardinals. And I think, Taylor, this is kind of what I was like. Look, the Chiefs are very, very good. We know this. Um, Mahomes, I think, is out to prove I don't need Tyreek Hill. Everybody's been doubting me. Here, let me just throw up five tutties and call it a day. Mahomes looked as composed and in command of the offense as he ever has, which is a scary thought for the NFL. Um, Chiefs look good, and the Cardinals do not. Um, that <laughs> offense, I'm actually a little worried. I'm not pressing the panic button on Kyler because I think just overall fantasy-wise, he's fine. Um, but clearly they miss DeAndre Hopkins. Clearly they miss Christian Kirk. Clearly um, they can't rely on the run game as much because that defense is not good at all and they're going to be playing catch-up for a majority of the time. This is why I didn't pick the Cardinals as a wild-card team this year, Taylor. I don't think this is a very good team. Yeah, I mean, this this game is truly, truly um, concerning for, for Cardinals fans. I don't think it'll be as much of a problem. I think the Chiefs are very good, and like you said, I, I do think that you know, Patrick Mahomes kind of came out here with an attitude that he would just um, kind of dominate. You know, he's going to try to prove that he doesn't need, you know, Tyreek Hill and he's not just chucking it up and Tyreek Hill's getting the majority of the yardage. That's not what's happening. No, Patrick Mahomes was near perfect 30 of 39, 360 yards and five touchdowns. Um, yeah, that that's incredible. And the fact the thing that gets me is how much he's he spreads it around. Like Juju's getting some work, Kelsey's getting some work, uh, Valdez Scantling getting a few touches here. Clyde Edwards Hilaire catching two touchdowns. Um, Hardman catching a touchdown. Fortson catching a touchdown. Who is that? I don't even know. But he's just he's just spreading it around. He's just playing unselfish football and he's still one one of the best quarterbacks maybe the best quarterback this is why yeah. i chose to watch him for the game that i'm going to live because taylor when amazing. i when we picked an eagles game last year i've said on the show i've told you plenty of times now we saw the eagles play the chiefs and my one you know solace in it was even if the eagles lose i mean i got to see patrick mahomes in person and yeah, let me tell you it's impressive to watch it really exactly my it really is it's it's really impressive just to watch him just cut defenses apart um chargers raiders it was a very hyped up game as well as we talk about this afc west uh the chargers look good and defensively they um they really stepped up and and like we talked about last week if this defense stays healthy and they can be good they're going to be very 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 good and um, really pushed to be the AFC team to beat this year. Um, the Raiders, though, however, like you saw what Devontae Adams brings to the table. You saw the improvements, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But you saw bad Derek Carr. 
you saw bad Derek Carr. And this is where like I, the Raiders I'm held back with the Raiders because Derek Carr will have games that he will win you, but he will most certainly lose you games as well. This was not one um, for Derek Carr to hang his hat on. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're so right. I, I, I also think that they also kind of suffered from the fact that the chargers are so dangerous offensively that he is trying mm-hmm. to Derek Carr was trying to make too much happen. Um, but yeah, this is, this is the problem. The one problem that the, the, the Raiders do have is that you can't fully trust um, uh, Derek Carr. Cause I do think their defense was good. I think they helped t- holding the chargers to 24 points, I think is an accomplishment because they have such a good offense. Um, Crosby is as good as ever. I, I really like, uh, Mac Crosby. Um, Devonte Adams did Devonte Adams things, 10 receptions, 141 yards and a touchdown. Like you can't ask for Devonte Adams to do much better than that. Um, no. the only thing holding them back is three interceptions by Derek Carr. Like if you turn the ball over like that, you're not going to win games and you only lost 24 to 19. That's a one possession difference that is three interceptions right there that you gave away possessions that you could have scored on and that's that's gonna be the difference you're right and uh yeah look the and the chargers look good herbert looks really good as well the sunday night football game and i am not just wearing this shirt because i'm an eagles fan and it's an eagles guy pissing on a cowboys uh helmet um but let me tell you something Dallas is in panic mode. The Buccaneers obviously look fine. Look fine, especially defensively. Not worried about Brady and company, really, to be honest with you right now. Um, The concern here is in Dallas because even before Dak got hurt, he is out four to six weeks, had surgery on his hand. This This offense looked horrible. The Cowboys were the only team not to score a touchdown over the past week just so you know. Um, And this is a Cowboys team. Like, look, they're still feeding Ezekiel Elliott the football the most. Pollard's clearly the more effective back. Um, You only had going into the game one wide receiver that had a true NFL catch. That was C.D. Lamb. The offensive line is not as good anymore. It's old. It's broken. Dak is losing his luster. Uh, you, you, You know, you've seen, you've seen over the past probably year or so, the decline of Dak Prescott. He didn't show up in the playoff game. This offensive game plan is stagnant. Uh, He was not accurate with the football. He was missing receivers. Receivers weren't getting separation. It was a stagnant offensive approach. The defense did fine. I mean, if you hold the Buccaneers to 19 points, you're doing something right. Um, But this is a Cowboys team that I think has gone from maybe pushing the Eagles for the division, maybe becoming a wildcard team to if this stays the case and Dak doesn't come back as quickly as possible, they're the worst team in this division. I think there's a very valid point to that being the case. I mean, when you look at it, you're losing your starting quarterback. You're going to try out Cooper Rush. And they already said they're not making a big quarterback move. There's going with Cooper Rush. Good luck. The offensive line is, is not healthy. It's not the best in the league anymore. Um, your running back not even situation, close. not even no, close. No, your running back situation is 
an aging running back who you refuse to not play in favor of the more efficient back behind him because you paid millions and millions of dollars to this guy. Your starting wide receiver core is pretty weak after CD Lamb and some guys off the street who CD Lamb did absolutely nothing. Trust me, I have him in a couple leagues. He did because, nothing the other because day. defenses know. Okay, defend CD Lamb. No one else can beat us. Exactly, and and you don't have a tight end. I mean, Schultz is okay, but he's not someone you can rely on. Fantasy wise, he's fine. Real life, not really. You know, I mean, he's a good he's a good red zone threat. I think that's that's where a lot of his fantasy value comes in. Like he's a big target in the red zone. Mm-hmm. He's not a guy who's gonna catch it and run it like you know Travis Kelsey. Um or like get you a ton of yardage that way. But I just, yeah, no, I, I, I could easily see bad. them being the worst. It's, it, like it's they it's don't bad. have a, like, they, like at least the giants have like a Saquon that you can give it to. And, and Washington and, is a well-coached team with some offensive talent and a decent defense. And, defense. and Montez sweat on the, on the commanders apparently had the most QB uh, pressures. He didn't get a sack, but he was pressuring a whole hell of a lot. And you still have, you know, yeah, there's guys on that offense that uh, defense that you like, you love their coaching. Um, I don't love the coaching or anything. And the only, there's not one thing I saw from the Cowboys that I was like, they have something there. They have something there. Like if you take out Mika Parsons, like what, who's exciting on their defense? It's it's Micah, whatever, whatever. whatever. I know the kid. It's Micah. Yeah. You know, the kid personally, you texted him, you have him on speed dial. I do have his number. Do you want me to share it to you? Yeah, share it live on the whole internet. Yeah, probably probably shouldn't do that. I have both Micah and Saquon's. Well, that's pretty cool, but it is some often. I have not talked to Micah in about two years. Um, Saquon, uh, it's been about the same. Yeah, it's been about the same. Um, either way. Like but they would of, remember me, I promise. Yeah, sure. Uh, outside of that, <laughs> outside of that, who who on Dallas offense or defense excites you? No one. CD Lamb, maybe, but not, he, re- not he, requ- Diggs. he requires. Yeah, not 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 Diggs. I mean, we always knew that Diggs was not a good corner. He's a good ball hawk, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, you can turn them over a couple times if they throw badly, but like, you're gambling and allowing bunches of yards behind you Dallas um, is in a dark dark place and I love it oh my god <laughs> I am so here for it oh it's just like mm. uh, and, and obviously uh, you know the Eagles fans that listen to this already understand like the pureness <coughs> excuse me nostalgia of Dallas just being terrible but it's there's not one sports franchise, Taylor, that I hate more than that stupid star and the Dallas Cowboys. I, I it, It's like the Boston Red Sox to the New York Yankees. It is just the most repulsive thing. Every time I see that stupid fucking star, I want to scream. <laughs> they suck. They suck, yeah. and it's great. I don't, I don't particularly like them either, and I especially hate like that they're America's team. Quote yeah, unquote, America's team, get, my ass. Philadelphia. This nation was born in Philadelphia. If anybody's America's team, it's the Eagles. Yeah, sure. Um, and more. Than I have they, a good point that, there. I have a good point there. 
this without Philadelphia, without the city of Philadelphia, this nation is not born. What are you going to say about it? What are you going to say about it? Go ahead. Be un-American. Go for it. It would have happened anywhere. It didn't need to happen in Philly. It just happened, happened to happen in Philly. It happened in Philly, the birthplace of America. Remember it. America's team, baby. Go birds. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> I do hate all the coverage they get for no goddamn good reason. Sunday night, that that game had no business being the Sunday night football game. None. No. None. No. None. No. Nope. Give me, give me the Giants and the Titans. Give me the We're Giants at- and the Titans instead. I'd re- I would have rather seen that game. I- Gross. Are you kidding, kidding me? No. I'm kid- I'm kid- you better be kidding. I'm kidding. God. Um. Yeah. I'd see the night. Chiefs. Play Mon- Monday night football. Oh my god, so angry. Turns my out Booker Survivor. McFarlane wasn't as crazy as I thought he was. Yeah, you, you texted me before we saw the picks on Monday night, and uh, Booker McFarlane picked Seattle, and Taylor texted 17 14, and it is, was 17 16. Is Booker high? And I didn't see the text right away, and I saw the text when Seattle was up 7 nothing. I'm like, <laughs> maybe he wasn't, and uh, he wasn't. Um, Denver lost that game. Seattle did not win it. Um, the Nathaniel Hackett just did a hack job. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, just poorly mismanaged uh, the final drive there. Um, you know, obviously the conversation heard around the world right now is who do you trust? A kicker with 64 yards out? Or the quarterback that you just traded Moon and the universe for and gave him everything under the sun and a new contract um, on a fourth and four. I'm going with the quarterback. Um, I I think I, I, I trust Russell Wilson more than Brandon McManus, 64 yards out in Seattle. Um, Just poor, poor game management there. Denver lost that game. It did not look like they were ready to play that football game. Yeah, and I don't know. And I don't know if you saw the um, the Manning cast at all. No, um, I don't watch the Manning cast. I think it's annoying and incredibly stupid. I don't watch it either. But I saw on Twitter uh, after the fact, um, Peyton Manning was basically all of us. I would think in, in that those. Last oh yeah, the timeout. The timeout. Like, call timeout. Yeah. Call timeout. We should be calling a timeout right now. Call a timeout. As the clock ticked down from over a minute to twenty to like seconds, twenty seconds, and then they call a timeout, and 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 Shannon Sharp was on them, and he's like, "You're gonna, you're gonna waste thirty seconds just to call a timeout anyway. Like, what are you doing? Like, you could have been calling timeout, like you know, planning something. You could even call another one. I don't know, like, and it wasn't their last there. one. It wasn't and their no, last. No, they had three. They had three. They yeah. didn't use any of them in the last uh, drive, which so, they could have at any so, point. Like before they even got to the fourth down, they could have called a timeout yeah, because I, they didn't use any of them and they could have had a better play planned to get it on third or second down. I, 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 I just, that, that whole final drive, I just, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. Like, I, I mean, I want to give Seattle their props, but they're clearly not a good football team. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, you, the way Geno Smith was playing in the beginning there, I can't. Oh, he, I, I thought Geno Smith like was like the second coming of Jesus Christ. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting there feeling bad for Jets fans. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Cause he was <laughs> what? 13 for 13 before he finally missed his first yeah. throw. And, and I mean, he was playing with some swagger and some attitude. He was feeling yeah. himself. 
Yeah, it was great. And he was he was impressive. Like if you played like that his whole career, he'd be a he'd starter. Be a starter. That, he'd have been a starter before this. Um, I don't know if he can keep that up, but you know, if he Probably can, not. good on the Seahawks. Probably not. Probably yeah, I not. not. But but yeah, a, a impressive win by Seattle, terrible loss by the Broncos. And yep, I'm out week one of Survivor because of it. Um still in shock over it to be honest with you and i will never forgive russell wilson for the rest of my life um let's go to week two or nathaniel, picks hackett, tale- or nathaniel hackett fucking bum he's the real um, he is he is he is um taylor you are nine and seven i am seven and nine the two differences last week were the rams bills game you had buffalo i had la and the packers vikings where i had the packers and you had the vikings so good mm-hmm. on you um week two we're going to go through this, uh, give some analysis, um, but not a whole lot. I feel like we gave a lot of team analysis on, you know, our week one recap as we typically do. And then after this, we will give our fantasy studs and duds for the first time this year before we head on out of here. Uh, the Thursday night game this week, which is tonight for those that are here in the game on the day the show airs, which is Thursday. Chargers Chiefs. Uh, this is a. Right off the rip, Taylor. A very, 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 very good game. Um, I will let you go first since you have the honors of having the best record. Uh, Chargers Chiefs. Well, I hope I'm not going to regret this in the end. I think these are two good teams, like really good teams. Mm-hmm. And I do think that it's going to be a tight game. Um, but I picked the Chargers to win the whole damn thing. They're not going to do it if they don't win big games. I Mm. think the Chargers are going to be able to beat the Chiefs on Thursday. I think it'll be tight. I think it'll be close. But I do. I think it it could be even a shootout type high scoring game. But I think like 34 30 Chargers beat the Chiefs. When I look at both the past games, and I I do, I liked what I saw from the Chargers. um, But I I liked what I saw from the Chiefs more than I expected. Um, and I think Patrick Mahomes is playing at that level in Arrowhead. I, I, I really like the Chiefs in this one because of it being in Kansas City. Would I be surprised if the Chargers win? Not in the slightest. Um, this is going to be a very good game. But I am going to go with the Chiefs in this one. I, I, I haven't seen the Chargers coaching staff come up big in an important game yet. And until they yeah. do so, I'm not going to believe they can. So I'm going to go yeah. with the Chargers. And that's um, fair. I'm just picking them because I think that if they want to get over the hump, like they have to. Oh yeah. No, they have to win this game that you have to start getting confidence of winning big games. And this would certainly be one in Arrowhead prime time Thursday night football. Yeah. You need to win this game for some, for, to take that next step. I absolutely agree. Um, Jets and Browns. um, I mean, (laughs) no, the Jets looked horrible. Um, I mean, but, they just could beat the Browns because the Browns, I don't think, are a good team. But I think the Browns just have more going for them right now. Yeah, I'm not like, going to pick even, Joe. I'm sorry. Brissette, I'm not. Maybe if they had Zach Wilson, but not Joe Flacco. Yeah, I mean, Brissett is nothing crazy. But, you know, the way that they're using Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb together, I uh, that offense is at least nominal. And their defense is incredible. And Miles Garrett is going to wreak havoc on the Jets. Especially if they try to throw it 59 times. (laughs) I am going to uh, move on to the Commanders and the Lions. Uh, This is, uh, I I mean, 
This is a, a, a tough game because the Commanders look good and the Lions kind of look good as well. Detroit is at home. I'm going to go with the Lions on this one. I think that the Lions are showing signs of kind of taking that next step. I don't think they're going to win a whole lot of games this year, but I think the games that are going to be close, I think they are going to win. This is a close game with Washington. Um, Detroit really showed some promise last week, I think. I'm going to pick them at home. Yeah, and I'm also going to pick them. Um, I was going to pick the Lions because, yeah, you're right. I mean, hanging with the Eagles, the way that the Eagles look is impressive. Like, they were beating them down kind of in, in, in that first Oh, in the first, in the first, in the, first, in the first quarter, quarter. The, the Lions came out and I think kind of surprised the Eagles there a little they bit. They did. But then I think end of the first, start of the second, into the half, I think the Eagles kind of took control of the yeah. game. And yep. then that's when it seemed like, and into the second half, that's when the game seemed like it was going to start getting out of hand. But the Lions didn't panic. They're well coached. And they worked their way back to being in um, the game. And I do think that the commanders are not going to be as strong an opponent, obviously, than the Eagles. So right. I just think the Lions, I think the Lions and on baseline with a bad team, they're going to be more apt to win. They just have so much going for them offensively. I I, I I pick the lines in this game. Tampa and New Orleans. Now, this is a game. And if you remember, um, I picked the Saints to win the division. Tampa does not play the Saints very well. We know this. Um, it's in New Orleans. I'm, I'm going the Saints. I think the Saints are going to win the division. Tampa looked fine, especially defensively, but there's something about New Orleans that gets Tampa, and I, I think the Saints win. I also am going to pick the Saints for those same reasons. I mean, they do kind of have the Buccaneers number. They have Tom Brady, these Tom Brady Buccaneers especially, somehow like their pass rush or something just makes Brady uncomfortable. And, you know, the Saints eked out that win, but hopefully this week they're going to have a strong Kamara back, um, not banged up so they can use him a little more. I mean, the fact that they're able to come back and win that game without using him as much as they did, just relying on Michael Thomas, who seems back and, um, you know, that that all that. I think the Saints find a way to win, especially if they're at home, which they are. Definitely. Uh, Panthers and the Giants. Um, look, the Giants beat a very bad Titans team. The Panthers squeaked, um, bar barely lost to the Browns. Um, Should have beaten the Browns. I'm going to go Carolina in this one. I think they do have a little more talent than the Giants. I think the Giants, you know, are riding a little high, but I think they get some humble pie and realize maybe they aren't that good um, because they should have lost to the Titans. Um don't get it twisted with a 1-0 record. Yes, the Giants won, but they were not impressive. Not that the Panthers are very good, but I think they are a better team. Yes. Um, I do think the Panthers are better. I think they're more dynamic. And uh, quarterback-wise, I guess I... I take Baker over Daniel Baker Jones. More than Daniel Jones. Um, I do think that a, a lot of the the Panthers reliance on, you know, Christian McCaffrey is similar to the way that the giants rely on Saquon Barkley, but as long as they're both healthy, they can both uh, put up their offenses for those teams. But eventually the giants have to, you know, 
like prove that they're a bad team because they are like they're the win against the Titans is more a reflection on how bad the Titans are, I think, mm-hmm. than how good the Giants are. And it's going to show in this game because the Panthers played okay last week. And I, I really do think that they they wish that they had that last one back and they're going to um, try and come out and beat the lowly Giants. Colts and Jaguars, I do not need to ask Taylor, who uh, he is taking. And um, quite honestly, you don't have to ask me either. I will take the Colts. Um, uh, look, the only you guys, <laughs> you guys uh, have to win eventually. Team, beat the Jaguars eventually, right? You have to, right? It's been since maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I, not. I mean, if you believe that trends are going to continue, then maybe I'm a big yeah, trends guy. Play. So be, I'm kind of surprised to myself, but I mean, last um, year I bet on the Jags because I didn't trust the Colts going into Jacksonville and maybe it'd be worth it to throw a bet on the Jaguars. I don't know what the odds are, but the Colts should win this game by all accounts. Comes, logic really says, no more than you can say. Logic says so. Um, yeah. Patriots and the Steelers, we talked about how bad the Patriots looked. And if you're looking for somebody that's an underdog, Patriots are two-point favorites on the road headed to Pittsburgh. Not that I like Pittsburgh, but that defense is enough for me to take Pittsburgh because they are going to create a living hell for the Pats. And, you know, Mitchell Trubisky is not good by any stretch, but he can manage an offense, and I think he did – just that against the Bengals, right? I mean, I mean, that's that's kind of where the Steelers found success. Going with the Steelers over the Pats, the uh, the Pats showed me nothing to believe that they can beat the Steelers on the road. And agreed, I think the loss of T.J. Watt is going to be big for the Steelers, but um, they still have a great defense around. And Minka Fitzpatrick went out of his mind uh, last week. Uh, blocked field goal and interception, 14 tackles. The man was a beast. And I just think that the Steelers offense, our defense is going to be too much um, for what little the Patriots have on offense. And then the Steelers offense on the other side, Mitch Trubisky can win games. He's definitely done it before. Like he can be the game manager. Maybe he makes a few bad throws, bad interceptions here and there. But if he does, doesn't do too much, give it to Najee Harris. Yeah, I, I picked the Steelers. And, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it, it's going to be a interesting game for sure. Did you know that it's not Heinz Field anymore? I did not. What is it now? It is Akrashore Stadium. Okay. Since when is it not Heinz Field? It must be new. It so the big new. ketchup bottle is gone off the scoreboard? I would assume so. Huh. <laughs> Isn't that a shame? Uh, <laughs> um, Ravens and Dolphins, Ravens home opener. Uh, the Dolphins did some nice things against the Pats, but it's not going to be enough against my AFC representative for the Super Bowl, which is Baltimore. Yeah, I'm picking Baltimore as well. I don't have them representing the AFC, but I still think they're a great team. They're probably going to be in the AFC Championship, definitely in the playoffs. They're going to beat the Dolphins. Lamar, revenge tour, not getting his contract, mad about it. He's mm-hmm. he's going to go in, and, and especially at home. Falcons, Rams. Um, Rams, I expect to fully bounce back here. Um, the they Falcons need to get are back. not a very good team. Right and you're at home against the Falcons. You need to win this game. 
it's essentially a must win for them. I mean, the, obviously their season isn't down the tubes. You have them going to the Super Bowl, so you you uh, really right. got to hope. You're right. And I do I I I kind of regret that after one week, but I'm not going to overreact. Um so yeah, the nope, Rams nope. week get... 1 is the definition of overreaction. <laughs> yeah. The Rams need to get right game and it's perfect that they have the Falcons right here. They should destroy them. Niners and Seahawks. Seahawks coming off their high of beating Russell Wilson on um, week one's home opener. Um, the Niners will not be playing in slop, so yeah. expect uh, improvement there. Um, San Francisco is the better football team. They need a win. They're going to get it. So the, the first game of the season for the Niners um, this week, because we don't count that last one because we I don't think we learned anything from it. Um, so, yeah, this game is going to be really telling. Uh, on both sides, uh, if the Seahawks are able to beat the Niners, then it's like maybe we should like, pay attention. Are you for real, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I expect the Niners to win this one, and I hope to see a big showing from Lance and and Debo and and all their uh, complimentary pieces. So this next game was supposed to be a good game, and it no <laughs> longer is. Uh, Bengals Cowboys. Both 0-1. Cowboys will now be starting Cooper Rush. This was going to be a very good game. But now, honestly, becomes a no-brainer. The Bengals should easily handle the Dallas Cowboys. And especially because the Bengals are coming off a loss. Like, they, they need to go in and crush this sorry Cowboys team. Sorry's being kind. Um, Houston <laughs> and Denver, the 0-0-1 Houston Texans head to mile high for the Broncos home stadium. I, I forget who the Texans tied. I have to check that. Um, but, I mean, good God. If Denver starts 0-2 with Seattle and Houston, my goodness, uh, uh, Denver should win this game. Again, it's kind of like the Rams. Like, you can't. You can't. You can't. You just can't. You just can't. No. You can't. You can't. You need to win this game. You need a bounce back game. You need to win this game. I picked them to win the AFC West. I'm quickly regretting that. Um, <laughs> bad. Just bad. Um, the Cardinals and the Raiders. Uh, I do like the Raiders in this one. I picked the Cardinals because I did pick okay. the Cardinals to make the playoffs. They're going to need to start somewhere. I think. You know, that was a rough, rough, rough game against Kansas City, but that's Kansas City. And the Raiders have issues um, that Kansas City maybe does not, mainly at the quarterback position like we talked about Derek Carr. I think the Cardinals can have a bounce-back game, and I think they, they can go in and win this game. Okay. Um, Sunday night football, Bears-Packers. Um, the Bears are not very good. Don't take the fact that they're 1-0 for more than it is. They won in a slop fest. Packers aren't clearly very good either right now, but they still do have Aaron Rodgers. And against a much lesser of an opponent against the Bears at home in Lambeau, Packers, again, we had this conversation with Arizona. We've had this conversation with the Rams. Packers have to win this game. Agreed. And, you know, like, I think Justin Fields – played well and I, I think he's an intriguing um quarterback. I I think that there's a potential for Justin Fields to to make the Bears offense be good, like be pretty good. Um mm -hmm. their defense is still sus. I I really do like Fields. I think he's coming along uh nicely. The problem is the rest of the team around him and the fact that you have an angry 0 1 Aaron Rodgers at the helm of a Green Bay team in Lambeau, 
against the team that, as he put it himself, mm-hmm. he owns. Um, he owns the the Bears. So I, I, unless the wide receivers are literally garbage and they just keep dropping wide open passes, I don't see a way for the Bears to beat the Packers. And if the Packers start zero two, sound the alarm bells because, damn, like. That, that's panic especially mode. to the bear a loss to the bears like look the bears are not a good football team so that that would be problematic and if uh, the wide receivers are an issue again it's like it's like that's not changing like you're not getting another wide receiver anytime unless you sign odell or something but like it, it, unless you do something drastic like that it's not happening and oh so god rogers and odell with. talk about two a type personalities right there oh my god um Titans and Bills, I mean, look, if you think I'm picking the Titans after they absolutely just did a choke job to the New York Giants, you are just absolutely mistaken. I am taking the Bills at home for their home opener over the Titans. Yeah. I as well. I mean, the Bills are the Bills. They're they're really good. I think Josh Allen could win MVP this year the way he's playing. Um, I don't think that they're going to win the Super Bowl like a lot of people think, but I, I do think that, you know, they showed, they proved that they are a force to be reckoned with. And this Titan squad is God awful. Um, so I think another, uh, easy victory for the bills probably won't be because I just said it was an easy victory. It's probably gonna right. be like a slugfest. Right. Tight- Titans ride Derrick Henry's <laughs> 182 yards on the ground to keep Bill's team off the field and wins. Yep, game. yep. Or yeah. or uh, like the infamous Jacksonville game last year where the the Bills lost like six to zero. Or yeah, there you go. It was. Yeah, there you, there you go. It was such <laughs> a great game. Like um, yeah. Final game of the week two slate. My birds take on Justin Jefferson and the Vikings in the home opener at the link. Um, The Eagles look really good, especially offensively. And I know the Vikings look good too. And Justin Jefferson's a madman, but the Eagles at home are a different beast. They do not lose at the link. This is a good football team with more than just division aspirations on the line. They are the better football team than the Vikings as a whole. Plus, Kirk Cousins doesn't win in prime time. Eagles are going to win this one. Um, I'm really tempted to pick the Vikings. Um, I'm sure you I, are. I did pick them to just... the win to the division, um, but I, I will go with the Eagles. I do agree with you that in prime time, it's not best to pick um, – Kirk Cousins, Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> um, but not not the greatest idea. And I do, I do, I would not be surprised in the slightest if the Vikings win this game. Um, I'm just not man enough to pick them. <laughs> I, I I do okay. I I do think that they could win, but the Eagles are on paper and in practice, at least for the first half of last week's game, they were the better team. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take the Eagles. Should be a good game though. I'm really excited. For It'll that. be a very good game, and I will two Monday a, night games, which is great. The Buffalo yeah, and uh, and I will be a nervous wreck over it. Um, 
Let's go to our fantasy studs and duds. We have a couple of minutes left. We're going to spend it giving some fantasy football advice. Let's start with our stud of the week. And if you remember from last year, we each pick a stud who we really like, non-quarterback. So it could be a wide receiver, running back, or tight end. Taylor, I will let you go first. Who is your stud of the week? Um. So my stud of the week not necessarily is a guy that you that I necessarily think will go off this week though he could um is more of a he's a guy who's only uh, rostered even in 85% of leagues I'm sure a lot of people picked him up as of yesterday um but if you didn't and he's still out there on your waiver wire I think you should put, pick him up and that is Robbie Anderson uh of the Carolina Panthers Taylor who has and- him in the Godzilla league in uh, I don't know who has why do you have oh them? I know yeah oh <laughs> yeah yeah no, I, I didn't pick him up this week I picked him up on my dynasty I draft I drafted him oh you drafted him mm-hmm. yeah well our, our league is deep as hell so he gets drafted but in a lot of leagues he went undrafted including in my dynasty league he was undrafted or maybe someone dropped him at some point but um I Robbie Anderson is I think the legit number two wide receiver he's a legitimate deep threat um, for the Carolina Panthers, <laughs> uh, Otis is on the screen for anyone watching and wants to watch on YouTube. He's very cute. Um, but I, I'm picking Robbie <laughs> Anderson. Um, I think he's going to be a solid guy that you can put in your flex and week to week. He might be like a decently startable every week just because it's a conversation. Fact- Maybe he prefers Robbie over uh, DJ more. Honestly. I mean, we don't know much and it, it's early, but I think for deep threat value, Robbie Anderson is going to get like a lot of people say, Oh, well, most of Robbie Anderson's points came from one seventy-five yard touchdown. But that's the thing is that's his job is to get those long touchdowns. He's the quick guy down the side. And so if he can keep doing that and keep popping a couple off, and even if he's just, you know, six, seven catches for 80 yards and he doesn't get a touchdown. That's still pretty damn good for a day, especially if you're putting him in your flex spot. So Robbie Anderson, I'm all on. I am going to go with another wide receiver and I am going to be like the, the conductor of this train all year because he's not being talked about enough. Christian Kirk. And the reason yeah, I'm going with Christian I'm Kirk. train. Yeah. Yeah. All, all aboard, please. By, I didn't by, start him this last week, but I am starting him this week. Yes. Kirk and his big contract were running jokes all off season. Right. I mean, it was just like, you know, why'd you pay him all that money? Blah, blah, blah. He looked well worth it last week. Targeted 12 times, caught six of them for 117 yards. He also had 142 air yards, Taylor. That's the second most last week behind only Devontae Adams. They are taking shots with him. They are peppering him with targets. And I kept telling people they're paying him for a reason. He is going to be a PPR machine this year. He's clearly the focal point of the passing game. Could quickly become an every week option for fantasy managers. And he's certainly in play this week against the Colts, who... I, I don't mean to do this in a mean way, Taylor, but fact is fact, allowed the second most fantasy points to wide receivers last year. So with that I mean, being said, if he continues, team, but, uh, go ahead. If he continues it's to Stephon see volume, Gilmore <laughs> Stefan Gilmore's just, he's, he's just a name at this point. What? If he, 
It's if, oh, anyone on my team is just a name. But if you put if Stefan Gilmore was on the Eagles, oh, he'd be the best cornerback in the league. No, Jonathan, I like Jonathan Taylor a lot. Oh, yeah, I of think course it, you do. Of course you do now. I like of Darius course. Leonard. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, you can't not like Darius Leonard. I like he, I statistically is like, like the best like, linebacker in the league. Even though I like Quentin Nelson, not such. Yeah, okay. Well, I like Mo Ali Cox. You like Moali Cox? That was not the name I was expecting. Went to, to VCU, was a basketball star there. Mm, mm. Well, I mean, Quentin Nelson and Darius Leonard, I mean, how could you not? But I, I do think that Stefan Gilmore is a big. much better upgrade over whoever we had. I'm a big Moali Cox uh, fan. I do like um, Cox a lot, too. Um, but Christian Kirk, I think, will have a nice week. Uh, let's go to our duds, Taylor, and, uh, you know, I'll let you start here, but I mean, there's plenty to choose from. I think a lot of people are out there scratching their heads, figuring out what did they do. And uh, I'll leave it at that. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with one that honestly, maybe it's obvious at this point, but maybe you're still going to start him. Um, I think in my opinion, Ezekiel Elliott, should not mm-hmm. be started at all. For the first- and he was untouchable for me when it came draft time. I It could have been Ezekiel Elliott and Brees Hall. I was taking Brees Hall. No way am I touching Ezekiel Elliott. No. The, the, there's so much, especially this week, there's just so much stacked up against Elliott. First week with Dak Prescott out, it's going to be a Cooper Rush game. They don't have many weapons on the off- or on the offense, uh, wide receiver-wise. We talked about this. That's why, you know, C.D. Lamb's going to get bracket coverage. And you guess what else they're going to do? Probably stack the box um, for Zeke and, and or Pollard. Three, he I just mentioned, he's sharing the backfield with Pollard. Um, and four, they're going up against the Bengals. And, you know, Bengals might not have the best run defense in the world, but against the Steelers, who have a pretty good running back in Najee Harris, they held him to, I think, 10 carries and 23 yards. Now, Najee Harris is dealing with a little foot injury. Chase Claypool got six carries for 36 yards. But overall, they only allowed 75 yards rushing. And that's pretty damn good. Um, Bengals are going to be angry. Bengals are going to know that they're going to have to run to try to get any offense. If not, try to throw it to CD Lamb, which, you know, with Cooper Rush, I don't know how the Cowboys are going to move the ball at all. So if you have any type of any backup at all that you can throw in for Zeke, I would take him out immediately. I don't even like Pollard, but at least Pollard has some upside because he catches passes. Right. I am going to go with Cam Akers. (laughs) And if, (laughs) and um, the reason I'm doing it is to reiterate that we all told you so to stay away from Cam Akers in your fantasy drafts. And uh, he rewarded any of you scrubs that decided to draft him with zero (laughs) points on three rushing attempts for zero yards. He cannot be started in even deeper formats. He played 18% of the snaps last week, saw three touches, like I said, the zero fantasy points is an oopsies. Um, Sean McVay, after the game, pretty much called him out and said he has to run with more urgency. Not How good. Do you not run with more. Like you're running. The act of running. I feel like you should. Have um, it is the opposite of what you want to see from a running back, especially an early round picked running back. I get it. He's working his way back from the torn Achilles. He was banged up in the preseason, but that's just it. Like he's not 
he's not there. You, no. you know what? Uh, and even against an enticing matchup against the Falcons, it's not, I'm not saying drop him if you drafted him because you probably drafted him fifth round, sixth round, depending what league you're in. Um, it's, it's not time to start him either though. So you have to just pray to God that like Daryl Henderson falls off the face of the planet uh, because he is untouchable right now. There's certain places on fantasy Twitter um, that I'm seeing people say like they've dropped him or drop him. And I'm like, I'd pick him up and stash him. I can't. Um, Yeah. But like, I don't, you know, I, if you dropped him, I wouldn't call you crazy necessarily, but you know, I would, I would, he, he's stashable at least because there may be games where he comes in or if something happens to Daryl. I Henderson, mean, you, has happened you, paid, in the past. you, you, you paid up basically to get Cam Akers. I mean, you, you had to take a pretty high draft pick. I wouldn't be dropping. Well, I, I wouldn't have drafted him in the first place. But well, I agree and disagree, but I do think that you can get into a trap if you, just, you know, because you already sunk a draft pick into this guy, hold him for no reason. If there's someone better out there, then definitely go for it. If you're getting the Jeff Wilson, you can drop a Cam Akers if that's where you want to go. I think that that's an upgrade, regardless of if you spend a fifth round pick on him or not. But right. I do think that there's a chance Cam Akers could be somewhat relevant. But as far as right now, it looks like it's, it's Henderson's show, unless something, you know, if he gets injured. That that seems to be the only thing because Henderson also looked good. Like he ran fairly well. It was it was one of the best I've seen uh, the uh, Rams running game uh, for parts of that game. I mean, obviously it didn't last the whole game, but they couldn't run it once they got down by more. But yeah, I I, I think Cam Akers is not startable. Is hardly rosterable um, unless something happens to Henderson. He's kind of like a handcuff guy at this point. It seems. Yeah, I. Uh, it's bad. It, it, it's bad if you're in the Cam. We tried to warn everybody, but I mean, if you got yourself in the Cam Akers situation, I, I really don't know what to tell you at this point. Not on my team, I'll tell you not that. Not on my, not on any of mine either. I have six, um, and he's not on any of them. Nope, nope, nope. Didn't touch him. Um, that'll do it for this week's episode of Sports with a Z and a T. And, uh, you know, hopefully you take some of our fancy advice. Hopefully you take some of our NFL picks, take them into some parlays, have some fun at it. Um, enjoy the big weekend of football. Another big packed football weekend ahead. Penn State on Saturday, Eagles on Monday, Sunday. See, I like sometimes I like when the Eagles are on Monday because I can just like watch like Sunday ticket mm-hmm. or um, like Red Zone. And I yeah. just seven hours of commercial free football. Oh, it's beautiful. You know, it's actually uh, I found that it, it's easier to watch other games now because the Thursday night games are now on Amazon Prime, so you can watch them there if you have that. Um, the yeah, Monday that kind of game... that kind of pisses me off though. Like I would rather just be able to turn on my TV, put on NBC, and call it a night. Now I have to log into my Amazon Prime account on my Roku. Give me a fucking break. Well, I mean, I just have it drives me nuts. I, I hate there. that. I hate it. I, I hate think it. it's nice since I have all of it on my Apple TV just sitting there. And then the uh, the Monday night game, because Disney owns everything, I'm able to watch on Hulu because, you know, the ESPN Hulu all owned by Disney. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I was able to do that. And um, and yeah, so uh, I, Sunday day games are the only games I have to stream, I think. 
So that's nice. There you go. Um, yeah, like illegally stream on, you know, sites. It was yeah, it was actually rough this week. I, did did you? I assumed you did, unless you had some type of way to watch the Eagles. A lot of the uh, I have I have Sunday ticket. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Well, a lot of like the uh, the servers for the you know illegal streams were were down. So I uh, I have Sunday ticket. So what I do is I use my um, parents' address because they're eligible and lot like use my own account because you can get direct tv or you don't have to have direct tv to get sunday ticket if you use an address that's eligible so mm-hmm. i just use my parents address and i sign in on my roku on the app and watch sunday ticket there but the eagles were the local game so i didn't have to worry about the eagles were the local fox game up here ah, yeah so i had no problem so i just put on um red zone after yeah because i don't i don't watch it when when the eagles are on i don't watch other games uh, mm-hmm. Eagles, just Eagles, because um, we're the greatest team ever. Um, <laughs> um, thanks for hanging in with us. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, and or YouTube. If you'd like to see the, you know, appearance by Otis, you would have <laughs> to watch us on YouTube. Our Twitter accounts have been below all night at sports underscore podcast is the Twitter feed for the show and myself and Taylor at zebrice 21 and at T lats with two T's and two S's. We can be found, like I said, Spotify, Apple and or YouTube. We are presented by Godzilla media sponsored by Mohawk Honda, Johnstone supply in Troy and saving face barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the nice weather for this weekend. And we will catch you next week right here on Sports with a Z and a T.